0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another session of Concert Conversations brought to you by the Palace in Waterbury and our great sponsor, Ion Bank. You may know me from uh, my podcast called uh, Chasing the Blues. I'm a Blues Hall of Fame uh, inductee, and I also live in Connecticut, and I love to speak with folks in the area who have something to do with the Palace, whether it be music or behind the scenes. And today, I have one person who probably is all of those things and more. Uh, the person is a musician, a businessman, an inventor, and definitely an altruist, Joe Capello. Hey, Joe, how are you doing? Hey, Tom,
1: how are you? Thanks I'm doing great.
0: I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, your story is amazing, and I <laughs> I also didn't mention that you're a pilot, which... Uh, <laughs> Which, you know, in my corporate days, um, I had a pilot, and uh, I couldn't understand half of what they were saying when they were talking to ground control. I always thought it was a science way beyond uh, beyond me so uh that alone i i i really think is impressive so joe
1: acquired uh it's an acquired skill
0: yes i i mean it it it, i can see it takes it's not just getting in a plane and driving it uh no you also got to land it well i i've had i've had a pilot once that this was a uh twin prop thing that we had it was like a five-seater and i've had all kinds of things i've had the pilot wake me up and say i can't find the airport i've had (laughs) the pilot say because it was you know cloudy i've had the pilot say uh we're not going anywhere you know, in the air because we're matching the wind speed. Um, I've ha- I've had him say there's ice on the wings, so it. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I think to myself, well, gee, this is a guy. I <laughs> I really hope he knows what he's doing. <laughs> anyway, Joe, to you, um, you are uh, the founder. Of Are You Dense and Are You advocacy, which is an amazing organization. Why why don't we start there? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the organization first?
1: Sure, uh, Tom. My, my wife and I, uh, Nancy, we started Are uh, You Dense together, and it was nothing that we had planned to do. Obviously, but uh, back in 2004, uh, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Right, And she was a faithful patient, and she ate well, and she did every, all the right things. She went for a mammogram every year, and, uh, you know, she thought she was in great health. And, uh, and, and what happened was uh, she found out that she had a tumor growing in her breast and never knew it, and she never knew it because she had what's called dense breast tissue. And uh, if a woman has dense breast tissue, and 40% of postmenopausal women have dense breast tissue, uh, it's very difficult for a mammogram to find the tumor Hmm. because the tumor is white and the mammogram shows the breast is white. So there's no contrast. However, her physician never told her that she's got dense breasts never went for the uh, the next step beyond just a just a mammogram and that would be for an ultrasound yes an ultrasound could have found her tumor and she could have been diagnosed early at an early stage uh, rather than a late stage diagnosis of life consuming cancer and uh, so what happened was you know she went through treatments and she had a mastectomy and you know it's it's very ugly and uh it changes your life and your family's life and and everything else and uh, there's millions of women that go through this every year and uh, we decided that we were going to do something about this is an injustice for women where they're not told that they have dense breast tissue and therefore uh the standard protocol was uh not to investigate any further uh, beyond a mammogram, even though the physician could see that uh, they could not see the tumor.
0: Oh and man, I don't. Decide, that doesn't make sense, does it?
1: No, it doesn't. And that's what we said. We so we said uh, that. Look, we we've got to do something about this. Uh, it's a um, uh, it's an injustice for women. And uh, we're gonna change the protocol. So, the, the, the short story is that uh, we went to Hartford. Uh, we, we made a law, we made a couple laws in Hartford. Um, first one was the, uh, an insurance law to uh, ensure uh, that, that insurance could pay for the um, The ultrasound and uh or any secondary screening and then the second thing was that this was the first in the nation law that we passed was a disclosure law that says a a doctor has to uh tell the patient that she's got dense breast tissue and there's other screenings that are more appropriate uh, along with an ultra along with a, a mammogram uh that would be more beneficial and they'd be able to see if you had a tumor. Uh, so we passed the first in the nation law and, um, and then all of a sudden the, the skies opened up and we were getting phone Nancy was getting phone calls and emails from all over the country from other women that were diagnosed with late stage cancer. Uh, and this, uh, and they wanted to do what we did in Connecticut. So R U Dents kind of developed out of our desire to make sure our relatives, our friends and our and people in Connecticut uh, were aware of this terrible misfortune uh, in the medical industry. So, uh what happened was, uh, you know, Nancy quit her job in Hartford, retired, and she just went full time and decided to go ahead and uh, help other women around the nation. And at this point, we've got 38 states that have legislation now that uh, that that uh, inform women about their breast density.
0: You know, it it some of these things always. <clears throat> Get me, you know. It's it, what you've just said. It seems like it's so obvious that people would say, in general, that this is this is an amazing thing. Let's do it. So you're telling me that there are many states, or there are some states, who still don't have the the legislation. Why is that? What what's the reason for the the hold up, the pushback?
1: Well, there's a couple of things, Tom. Uh, you know, we found that after. Doing this since 2004, uh, that the pushback comes certainly not from the patients. It comes from uh, it. It comes from doctors who do not want to change, and it comes from uh, doctors who don't want to be told what to do by lay people. Uh, so we make a law that says you must do this, and this is the right way to. to they don't want to be told their business. Period, mm. and. <laughs> I get that, but uh, we're talking about life and death here. We're not talking about uh, games. So, um, yeah, it's it's it. it, The thing that is the worst is that when you get pushback from uh, the people in the business, they should know better. Was there? I'm
0: sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I was going to ask you: Was there any pushback from the insurance industry on this?
1: Surprisingly, no. Oh, good. Uh, they uh, well, you know, it's cheaper for them to go along with us than than to have people be sick. Yeah, that
0: uh, <laughs> that you know that whole preventive thing is, is a benefit for the insurance industry. You know, uh, just a quick quick thing. Uh, my wife just had open heart surgery, and uh, oh boy. Well, it, it's a good thing, uh, but the doctor, they she had a cough. And the doctor said, no, nah, it's it's nothing. It's just a cough. And it was actually going away. As she was walking out the door, he said, you know what? Why don't we just have it checked just for safety's sake? Mm-hmm. And she went, and they found out she had an aneurysm on her heart. And she'd, wow. be, she'd probably be dead now or ready to explode for all for all we know. I guess, wow. and, and the story is, the doctor just decided... To not take any risks with her life, and mm-hmm. actually, the cough ended up being an allergy. Oh my word! So, no, I I guess what I'm saying is, you get those people who care so much, and they're they're so good that they they want to take care of every detail, not leave anything to chance.
1: That's right. You know, and there are good, very good doctors out there. We had help from a lot of good docs across the nation and and legislators across the nation uh and and what we've done tom is just beyond belief i mean uh but uh, the, by the grace of god we're able to do what we've done and continue to you know uh, we've made an impact uh, all around the world nancy spoke in japan and she spoke in puerto rico and france and uh, uh in in uh, rome and france and all over the world and uh, nations have decided to change their way of doing business because of what we did here in Connecticut
0: I, I that's so amazing uh, I I feel honored to, to talk with you I mean there not, aren't many people who who change things to that degree um,
1: and, and again it's you know it was out of our desire to do the right thing period and uh and by the grace of God that you know, he was with us, and, and we did it, and uh, or we're doing it. And at this point, we have 38 states, and we're helped by other organizations also. We weren't the only one, but we were the first. And uh, it, it, it's a, it's a. When you think back, you say, "How could this be?" And when we passed the first law, we were pinching ourselves, saying, "How could this? How could we be involved in?" the first to happen how could we be the only ones who wanted to do this yeah out of everybody in the country every doctor every nurse every patient how could we be the only ones to do this and want to do it and sometimes you just have uh the, the feeling that you need to do something and that's and that's why you're on this earth and um ordinary and people we doing always felt.
0: Yeah, ordinary people doing unordinary un- un- things. That's that's the deal, I guess. Um, yeah, ordinary
1: people is right. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know,
0: it is that it, uh, it it's people who stand up and decide to take. Uh, take a stand which in, in sure. today in today's world and i don't want to get political but today's world it's hard to see that anymore yeah it's it's kind of what's in it for me uh so listen i i want to i want to come back to this for a second but there is another part of of you that I, I mean i really i look at your background and i'm thinking okay real estate and business owner and you know uh inventor um you're you're a musician
1: yes i play the drums
0: yeah well we consider that as a musician (laughs) oh no you're too kind (laughs) i know i know well you know that's only because i'm a guitar player and you know you know how you know how that works there's guitar player and then every everybody else
1: let me tell you something i started i started a distribution company for portable drums and and my tagline on one of the ads was even a guitar player could sell these drums.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny, Joe. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about the the portable drums. I, uh, you have a U.S. patent on on the drum. Uh, can can you, you kind of explain what it is and, and how? Yeah, it
1: sure. Is? Um, another interesting factoid. <laughs> um, Years ago, maybe, t- I don't know how many, maybe 12, 13 years ago, 15 years ago, it's a blur. But uh, uh, I, I, I became the U.S. Uh, North American and uh, to include, you know, Mexico, the U.S. and Canada and some of South America distributor for a, a drum, a portable drum kit called Traps, T-R-A-P-S. And uh, it's an excellent sounding kit. And uh, it was, it's, it's really uh, very, very portable. And uh, this kit uh, was, it's priced right, it did everything right. And uh, we decided to take it on and uh, distribute it. And we had a warehouse down in Wallingford and we, we did what we had to do. Uh actually what we what we did is we converted the, the uh electronics, made an electronics setup on this kit, and that's what we have the patent for. And um very, very interesting story and how uh that developed. The 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 important thing was that we gave drummers an option uh to Many many letters came from drummers who were old and didn't want to lug around a big heavy kit, uh, and uh, you know they they said they letters have said to us that uh, you know I wouldn't be playing if it wasn't for the traps kit. So, you know
0: you know what Joe, this is yeah. amazing. My drummer, Big Thirsty, they call him. He's from New York and he's really well known. He has three kits, and one mm-hmm. of them is a tra- uh, is that kit traps kit oh really yep and uh <laughs> we were in the studio and for whatever reason we decided to use the traps kit and of course we put you know seven mics on it or whatever and yeah uh what a great sound we we had to fool around with the bass drum a little bit but yeah. you do anyway That's and right. everything else was just so great and uh, he uses that I'll, I'll call him and say hey bring the traps kit uh, yeah. because there's limited room uh <laughs> right. you know whatever and man you don't you know it's not like i'm playing and i look back and go ah oh, crap he's got that little toy again it sounds right. as good as the drums
1: it really does and and i've uh received letters from recording studios uh who have said the same thing and uh even big venues who who have uh, don't have the house kit uh, and play for, uh, drummers that are passing through, uh, they use, uh, they, they have sent me letters saying, uh, it's the simplest drum kit. It's got the best sound. It's easy to tune. It's, uh, easy to dial in on the, on the, uh, system that we have, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah,
0: it really Uh. is. And and (laughs) if you don't have room and, and, you know, a lot of times, uh, even in big stages, you know, the the there's a band and then another band and another band and they they, right. they put them in, in rows. Boy, it's tough to get the drums on and off. It's that's just that's right. It's, it's a, always it's a, a tough thing. We're gonna th- this is an interesting story. I like that. Uh we're gonna take a very short break and uh hear from our great sponsor Ion Bank, and then we will be right back with uh Joe Capello. Hang on there, Joe. Okay, thanks, Tom. Business owners know you have to take control of
1: your cash flow to grow your business. Ion Bank has a full range of cash management tools to help you save time, work more efficiently, and prevent fraud. It's never been quicker or easier to take control of your cash flow so your business can take off. Learn more about Ion Bank's cash management tools at IonBank.com, member FDIC.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Concert Conversations. I have an extremely interesting guest today, Joe Capello. Joe, um, when uh, Sherry, Sherry is um, is a friend of mine, and she's from the Palace Theater in Waterbury. She called me up, and she said, hey, you want to be a part of Are You Dense? And I said, wait a minute. That's what my wife says. <laughs> I... I, I actually wrote her and said, what is this and why are you why are you insulting me?
1: Um, <laughs> well, we wanted to make sure you, nobody would ever forget our name.
0: <laughs> oh well yeah can you explain let us talk about the event that's coming up. So this sure. exciting event
1: we uh, every year uh, we we have our largest uh, event uh, to finance are you Dents?, and uh, it's called the Are you Dense Music Fest, and it started uh, back in 2009. And we we uh, at, in that first year, I, I my wife was upset because I wanted as many bands as we could have, and we could. <laughs> we, I wanted a two-day event at Lake Quassapag at the at the amusement park. Yeah. Anyway, we pared that down to 11 bands in one day. And uh, wow! It it was a lot of work. It was great fun. Uh, and and after that was over, I said, "We're never going to do this
0: again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's fun dealing with eleven bands? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that that was really the way uh, Nancy and I financed this all the time and uh, all from the beginning. But we to keep it going, it, we couldn't do that. So, uh, and finance, are you dense? I mean, and, um, so we decided that we needed a, a, an avenue to do this. We came up with the music fest, uh, the, are you dense music fest? And it's the first six years, I believe we're at Quasipog. And we, we, you know, the, the weather was always an issue. So we decided to step up a little bit and a lot, and we moved to the palace theater in Waterbury and, uh, that, Changed our whole our whole picture as far as uh, the event goes. Now we had to put people in seats. Now we had people sitting in an audience watching what's happening on stage, uh, rather than you know like an outdoor event. Right. And uh, and it was great. We had some great musicians, some national acts, and uh, for for about six years, I believe, we were at the palace. Uh, and that was our, our main source of income, along with other things. But uh, and it still is. So, the music fest uh, is a necessary event that we put on every year. This year, uh, we've come back to Kwasi, and we're going to be in the small uh, uh, pavilion area near right. the water. And, uh, Tom, you're going to be one of our uh, musicians and along with a couple of other guys that are going to be playing their singer-songwriters and uh, we're going to have a good time. And and it's all about raising money for our Udents uh, to save women's lives. Well,
0: I I hope you're excited. I'm bringing a 30-piece band with me, so... uh... (laughs) You know, I got to cover up myself, so I, I do it with a, a, lot, of, a lot of sound. <laughs> no, I'm actually, uh, I will be there uh, solo, um, but I will be a little more electric than, uh, than most of the solo acts that you hear. I'm very excited about this. Um, yeah, it's, it's called Are You Dense Music Fest. It's a 12th annual, and uh, it's right. going to be at Quasi Lakeside Pavilion in uh, Middlebury, Connecticut. It starts at, uh, it's all, uh, August 29, we should mention that. Right, August, August 29, 29, it starts at 3 o'clock, um, and it ends around 3 to 6, I guess, is the time. Yes,
1: and for $40, uh, you know, people get great music, number one, and an opportunity to, to get together and, uh, you know, we have, and raise money for a fantastic cause that really affects people. It's where the rubber meets the road as far as breast health care goes, um, and you know it's it's an event that people love to come to. So you know it's going to be awesome every year. It's something better. <laughs>
0: Well, Joe, I, w- I want to thank you for first of all doing what you do. That that is amazing in itself. And God, you know, to put to deal with any musicians at, or any event, uh, I my hats off to you. That's more dangerous than flying a plane. Um, <laughs> honestly uh but thank you so much uh joe um and i hope everybody comes out to this event august 29 at classy uh pavilion in middlebury connecticut three to six joe capello thank you so much for uh, joining us at concert conversations
1: tom thanks so much for having me on and being able to talk about the most important thing that we've ever done uh, and uh, I also want to mention that the uh, our larger sponsors would be the Harold Lever Cancer Center in Waterbury and Phillips Medical uh, so far. And we do get a, a good handful of national uh, sponsors. So uh, and and it's it becomes it helps us do the mission of our uDents, and we save lives. We know that. thank thank you you for having us on having me on
0: well thanks again i appreciate it all right joe have a great day
1: thank you tom appreciate it
0: everybody you've been listening to concert conversations brought to you by the palace theater in waterbury and the great ion bank and uh stay tuned for many more of these we've got a lot of great guests coming up